we were aghast last week when we heard of that stabbing at the Red Bank Plains Shopping Centre. And all of Australia, everybody has condemned what's gone on. And this poor woman, 70 years of age, grandmother Violeen White, stabbed in the chest in an alleged car robbery at the Red Bank Plains in Ipswich. And then we find out that the 16-year-old boy accused of the stabbing murder was on bail. He'd been on bail for multiple armed robbery offences at the time. The teen had been charged with three counts of armed robbery last year. And listen to this. A court granted him bail. And this is despite the police strongly opposing it. And the revelations came as the Premier of Queensland, Stephen Miles, took the extraordinary step of seeking advice on changing magistrate behaviour after only one of the four who presided over the hearings for five teens linked the stabbing of the 70-year-old woman opened their courtroom to the media. Violene White fatally stabbed in the underground car park of her local shops at the Red Bank Town Centre last Saturday and her Hyundai gets allegedly stolen and the circumstances are just so shocking. But to find out that the 16-year-old boy accused of the stabbing murder was out on bail and a magistrate had released this person on bail after being charged with three counts of armed robbery and the police vigorously suggesting that he be refused bail and stay in custody because he was a danger to society and that that plea going unnoticed by a magistrate. What do you do? And Premier Stephen Miles now wants to seek advice on changing magistrate behaviour. The leader of the opposition in Queensland is David Crucifilli, and he joins me now. David, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Luke. We're really, really um, at the uh, at the end of all of this, aren't we? This juvenile crime matter, which is not just Queensland, it's a national matter, but this stabbing of this grandmother uh, in Brisbane on the weekend has got the whole nation up in arms. What's got to happen, David? Well, what more is it going to take? What, what, what more, how many more lives before lawmakers work out that something has to change? And it does have to change. And, you know, I'm mindful you've got a national audience, Luke, and, and crime's an issue, but Queensland really is ground zero when it comes to the youth crime crisis and you can date it back to nearly a decade ago. One of the first things the government did when they came to power was water down the act and on the back of it there's been a generation of untouchables created. They're hardcore, they're repeat, they just don't care for anything and they're ripping the heart and soul out of communities right across the state and, and people are just fed up and they're just saying what more is it going to take for people to listen for the government to sit up and take notice it's i tell you mate this this tragedy it, it's rocked not just the ipswich community it's rocked queensland it's rocked the nation david this bloke allegedly uh who stabbed this woman was apparently out on bail what Look, it defies belief. Um, obviously, we have to be careful when matters are before the court. But I'll, I'll... Sure, but he's a juvenile. We'll never know his name. Uh, um, but uh, apparently, he was out on bail. Just, I'll just make this point. Um, 
good laws are laws that keep the community safe. And um, let, let's let's comment generally about it and say the following. In Queensland, we've got a Youth Justice Act that is as weak as water, and on the back of it, you've just got people just laughing uh, in court and walking straight out the door. And it's a revolving door, and it means that the police who are doing their absolute best they're arresting the same people, doing the same crimes, and the only thing that changes is which family's life gets torn apart today. And most troubling, in the last 18 months in Queensland, the number of coppers have actually gone backwards. So there are 322 fewer police today than 18 months ago. And the reason why is they're leaving quicker than they can be replaced. Because when you speak to coppers, when you speak to the, the boys and girls in blue on the front line, they tell you they just don't feel valued. They're battered, they're broken, they don't have the laws to back them up. And they're leaving. They're leaving quicker than they can be replaced. So fewer police, weaker laws. Is it any wonder we're in the middle of a youth crime crisis? Okay, but everyone also agrees that when you have juveniles repeatedly breaking the law and serious, serious crimes now, um, if there's no consequences, why would they stop? Exactly. And in Queensland, there's a provision in the Youth Justice Act in the sentencing provision that says detention must be a last resort. So just think about that. There is something in the Act that says detention must be a last resort. That's crazy. And I can commit to every one of your listeners that will be a uh, day one order of business if uh, government changes in Queensland in October. I just, just won't cop that. That just does not make sense. And that provision needs to be removed. I spoke to Pauline Hanson this week. Um, she said that she's told that uh, detention uh, for juveniles, she says it's a holiday. It's like a holiday camp. They get what they want. They get three square meals, uh, playing fields, basketball, uh, courts, swimming pools, television, pl uh, PlayStation games. It's all there for them, and, she and she's of the belief that a lot of kids prefer to be in detention than at home. What I want to see in detention is education, discipline, structure. That's what needs to happen in juvenile detention. They need to have the ability to be able to turn their life around. For those who are the hardcore repeat offenders, it shouldn't be a holiday camp, that's for sure. It's broken at both ends of the spectrum at the moment in Queensland, mate. You've got your hardcore repeat offenders have gone from 10% to 20%. And what that shows is it's not working at both ends of the spectrum. The baddies are getting out and they're being more and more bad. And the next generation, the pipeline that's coming through, they're not being turned around. So early intervention isn't working. So we've released a plan to get serious about early intervention. I also want to fix the child safety department in this state, which is an absolute absolute basket case at the moment where the staff at the front line just aren't getting supported to do their job. Resi care in Queensland is completely and utterly broken. That's where you've got kids living in state houses where they're not going to school, they don't have structure, they're not able to get jobs, they're not able to do all the things that kids take for granted. That has to be fixed. And overwhelmingly, we just want to put the rights of the victim ahead of the rights of the offender. And that's not happening at the moment. That has to change. I'm talking to the leader of the opposition in Queensland, David Crucifilli. David, so what are you proposing a complete rewrite of the Youth Justice Act? It has to be. Uh, when I hear the Premier and others say, I'd love to see the law throw the book at these kids. Hmm. Well, the, the book, book is the problem. And the author of the book is you, the government. 
and the book was there and your first action was to water it down and that created the generation of chaos and crisis that is ripping through the state. So if detention, if you want detention to be a last resort, what's the first resort? Well, clearly it gives magistrates the ability to impose the sentence that best fits the, the, the crime. Now, if you say detention is a last resort at present, what that means is a young person, a hardcore criminal, can go before a magistrate for dozens of times before they have a custodial sentence. And there are real-life examples of that. Now, I'm not saying that every person who goes before a court should have the door slammed behind, the key thrown away, and that's where they spend the rest of their life. Of course we need programs to turn kids around. But there needs to be the ability for the flexibility to be given that if someone is a bad seed and has done a really bad crime, they have to be detained for the safety of the community, for the safety of everybody. Uh, Pauline Hanson, another thing she said to me this week was that she says she believes that a lot of these kids are bored. I don't know whether you accept that or not. She says they should get more involved in sport. I explained that for a lot of Australian families, sport's really, really expensive. Do we need to subsidise weekend and after-school sports so that more and more kids can afford it? I, I don't know if that's part of the answer. What are your thoughts? I, I can't disagree with the notion of getting people involved in a sport. Um, I've played sport all my life. I've encouraged my kids to do the same. It's not only is it teamwork, it's discipline, it's structure, it's being part of something more broad. Um, I think it's, it's, it's something that great Australian culture's been built on. So anything that can get kids active and engaged should be encouraged but i'm not going to make excuses bad behavior is bad behavior and if somebody is conducting themselves in the wrong way they have to have consequences for that behavior pure and simple doesn't matter about people's age or background or all of those things if you're doing bad crimes you have to have consequences, otherwise the next generation comes through and do the same. I'm told by my listeners that they feel as parents their their power to discipline their children is being taken away from them. Your thoughts? I hear, I hear that all the time. You know, I hear that all the time from parents saying they, they wish they could give their kids more structure. Now, don't get me wrong, there's a, an element of, of people who aren't good parents and have led to uh, a, a lot of the youth crime issues we're seeing. Uh, there are many cases, though, where the parents doing their, their best and they're trying to provide structure, but there's not the laws in place or the structures in place to be able to get results. Look, it's all the way through. And when I see situations where the, the government talks about early intervention, well, they're not, no one's done a proper audit about what works, what doesn't. So we're spending so-called record amount of money and nothing frustrates me more when I hear Labor politicians say, we're spending a record amount of money. No one cares. They just want to know that the money that's being spent, their taxpayer dollar, is working to get a result. And in this case, clearly what is happening with early intervention is not working. It's no. broken. It has to change. So some stuff will be good. Let's do more of it. Some stuff won't be. So let's bring in the best and let's get it done. David Crisofilli, always good to talk to you. Thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate yours, Luke. All the best, mate. All right, take care. David Crisofilli, the leader of the opposition in Queensland. It's broke. The system is broke. He says the whole thing needs to be rewritten. And I've got a funny feeling he's 100% right. This is The Night Shift around Australia on the Triple M Network. The Night Shift around Australia on the Triple M Network.
Night Shift.